Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. This is what spouses do for each other is we have to remind each other of what really is the truth. Because so many times when we fail, the truth is so, it's just mixed up. You know, we don't see things really as they are necessarily because we just, our feelings are so up in there, you know, and feelings are not a good guide. You know, they are things that we need to process and sometimes they're just symptoms of things that we obviously need to work through the feelings, not avoid them, but we can't really let that be our guide. Hello and welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And we are continuing in our Summer Quickie series. And we've been doing those shorter episodes that you guys love and talking about all kinds of topics. And today, we're gonna talk about one that's a little more serious and um, one that I think so many of us can relate to. And that is supporting each other through failure. Yes, and every, every couple we'll have these moments and it's part of the whole for better or for worse. And when we say for better or for worse, that sacred vow, I think in our minds, we're usually thinking that for worse is going to be things like uh, sickness, you know, it's like, I mean, and that clearly is if, you know, one of you gets, gets a, an an injury or an illness that's very serious. That's a for worse moment. You lean on each other in sickness and in health for better or for worse. But oftentimes the for worse and for better or for worse, it's not an illness or something like that, but really it's a circumstance. And it's a dream that didn't come through. Yeah, it's uh, it's something you really worked toward, a goal you were striving toward, and you fell short. And when failure comes, that can be one of the most intimate moments of a marriage because a moment of failure is deeply vulnerable. Oh yeah. When one when we experience it collectively, or if it's a more if it feels more like an individual failure, like I've I've really you know I've worked and worked and worked to try to get this job or this promotion, and that door was slammed shut on me, or you know, something like that, where we feel like I just fell short. Um, and it can cause us to want to push our spouse away, it can cause us to react in sadness or anger or a whole mixture of kind of negative emotions. But if we'll, in those moments, really lean into each other, um, what we found in moments of, of failure in our marriage, both individual failure and collective failure, I failed a lot more than she has, <laughs> and, and, um, is it's really, it's really drawn us closer together. And first, to kind of frame it, um, there are several different kinds of failure. One, there's, you know, maybe the most serious, the difficult kind for marriage is, is a moral failure. Yes. And that's where you've made a decision 
that's wrong. You know, for me, that moral failure early in the marriage was was pornography. You know, I and we talked a lot about that, so I won't belabor that point here. But it was a it was a sin that I fell back into by choice. I was deliberately sinning, and that moral failure created a deep wound that um, that we had to work through together. For others, it, it, there's no sin involved. It's not a moral failure. It's a failure just in terms of. I really tried for this goal and I fell short and I'm feeling like a failure. I'm feeling like a bum. I'm feeling like a whatever. And how we support each other during those times is so important. But of course, the support looks very different. Usually if, if it's like a moral failure versus just a kind of we'll call it a performance failure. Right. Um, so, sweetie, what are some of your thoughts? Well, I just think more recently, kind of just to give an example from our own life, um, we mentioned this in a past summer quickie episode that we had an investment. Um, and so I won't go into all the details, but we did an investment where we took out some of our retirement thinking this was going to be something preparing us for our future. And it didn't really go our way. And both of us experienced feelings of failure at that time. Yeah. For me personally, at the city council meeting where we had to go kind of fight for the commercial status that the building already had and the residents didn't want that. Um, we, I went into that meeting feeling, I mean, we had boards and we had pre prepared we had speeches, a plan. A we, plan. Were... we had gone out of our way to like talk to different people. And we just really were like, you know, that if they could just hear us out, if they could just hear our plan and our dream, this dream we've had forever and let them know who we are and that we love this community too. And, you know, I was so wide eyed and bushy tailed. And uh, I remember coming out of that meeting and us getting a hard no. And I, I just felt I, I immediately and I'm not a huge crier necessarily, but I just sobbed for a solid hour. And yeah. I remember and you're not a crier. No. And I remember telling you, I said, and like hysterically, like to the point where the kids are like, what is going on? And it may sound really superficial no, no, to those was, watching, like, listening. I think it was, such it was a, a death of a dream. I feel like it was the death of a dream that we and, had for a long time. And then it was a cathartic moment of like just plowing through a long, long season of stress because this this whole particular ordeal had cost us not only like more money than we had financially, but we had poured Time. blood, sweat, and tears into this to try to make it happen just through sheer will. Right. And and it felt like an injustice to me, to be honest with you. And then it was you. like that the injustice. Of and like, I have a very strong sense of we justice. We weren't even given the chance to, and we just knew it could have been such a good thing. And it was, it was a lot of different points of grief all happening at once. Right. And it was just a moment of catharsis for you to just, you know, release that. And it was, and I kept on saying, I don't know why this is upsetting me so much. Like, this is so silly in the grand scheme. This isn't going to be a big deal. Like I, I was saying it like through tears and you're like, sweetie, you just needed this. To, you've been bottling all this up and it needed to come out. But I think I also, I felt a little bit like a failure too. And then I felt stupid for even having my hopes up. I felt so stupid. And if there's something about me, I don't like to be made a fool. And most people don't, but I really don't like to be made a fool. And it was just my pride, like stomp, 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 you know? And I did, I felt like, I just felt so foolish and like, what was I thinking? And Dave was so tender just to let me have that, you call it a cathartic moment, like just to let it all out. You didn't make me feel weird. You just held me when the boys were like, mom, what's going on? You were like, listen, you know, mom and dad working hard at this thing. It didn't go our way. Mom's just upset. She's just working through it. And um, now you in the same way, I remember, you know, and, and this is this is something about men and women. Generally speaking, when men and women experience failure, it'll it will usually you know, not that we don't get it, angry too. I was very angry, but, but it, it came out in tears and sadness. Typically. 
yeah. is uh, it, more as sadness in women, for women and more as anger. More as anger Not men. always. I mean, both men and women experience both and sadness and anger. And they're having both feelings because yeah. you were sad, but you, for you, you were angry. Like, and I remember, yeah. and you felt, you you kept on saying things to me as we were processing in the days and the months after, because then we had to pivot and make it a flip, which right, that was wasn't whole the other end. thing. Right, it wasn't the end. It was like, okay, here's your, here's, it's not going to happen as you thought, but now you're going to have to work even harder to get this thing going. And you know, and know for sure it's going to be a loss, but you have right. to, but you, you got to do it anyway. Have to work, 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 work towards something that you're never going to ever see any kind of success with, but exactly. you still have to do this just to, you know, just avoid to bankruptcy to, or to get through it. Yeah. And I remember you talking to me and you were like, this is my fault. I was the one who pushed for this the most, even though we yeah, both, and I, I kept felt, on saying, sweetie, we made this decision together. You weren't making, cause he was like, was I just willy nilly? Was I not being wise about this? And I'm like, sweetie, this, you know, we both prayed about this more than we could ever, you know, we, we prayed, this has been years in the making, this dream. We, this was a great deal. You, you fostered a great, real estate deal this was in a great location but for whatever reason god is saying you're going to pivot here this isn't this isn't what yeah. you thought it was this is just a little blip and you're going to pivot here and um but i had to i remember you know and this is what spouses do for each other is we have to remind each other of what really is the truth because so many times when we fail the truth is so it, it's just mixed up you know we don't see things really as they are necessarily because we just our feelings are so up in there, you know, and feelings are not a good guide. You know, they are things that we need to process. And sometimes there's the symptoms of things that we obviously need to work through the feelings, not avoid them, but we can't really let that be our guide. And, so um, and I, I was just thankful that in that season, we both, I think, I feel like we both really needed each other. We really went back and forth a lot. Yeah. We took know? turns. We I took always turns. said a strong yeah. marriage rarely has two strong people at the same time. It's usually a husband and wife taking turns being strong for each other. And we totally did that. It was like a ping pong match. It's like, your turn to be strong. Your turn yeah. to be strong. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the, the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. You're, I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values. And you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier and junk is sometimes more convenient. 
and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. And, and we got through it. And we did get through it. And it 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 hurt and it was a bummer. And it was um, you know, it was uh it was a disappointment and it was a mixture of a whole bunch of emotions and trying to process what just happened and what were we supposed to learn by that? Cause we'd we'd planned and we'd prayed and we felt like we felt like even God was leading us into this. And so it was just a confusing mix of a lot of disappointing feelings. And I I know that that God was in it. Um it's just it didn't work out at all the way that we thought that it would and i i think maybe some of what happened is like we we were able to minister to some people we never would have connected with yeah um we were able to you know we were given you know marriage help advice to <laughs> even some of the contractors who were there working who's you know one in particular whose marriage yeah. was in crisis um we were able to do some things that i think helped people and it also did a lot to to grow us. And it also, I think God used it to help refine our calling in this season. I think that both of us, you know, we're Enneagram sevens, we're, you know, we're always looking for you know, something new, we're antsy. <laughs> and I think I think it was part of God's way of, of just reminding us to focus in this season on really what matters most. And and all we have the margin to do well right now is, is love our kids and our family and to do marriage ministry. And that that's enough. Like, that's enough, and that's 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 great. And we needed that reminder. Um, apparently, we needed it in a dramatic and painful way because, <laughs> you know, we weren't ever going to take away from loving our kids right. and our our family and doing marriage ministry. But God, in His wisdom, knew that maybe this thing, if it had it worked, would have become an ongoing big sort big distraction. Yeah, and, and it was a short term distraction. It could have been a really long term distraction. And I think God was protecting us from that. And so sometimes what we see as a failure is God closing a door for our protection. Right. And and it's a it's an opportunity to just trust him, which is always which is all faith is, is a choice to trust God even when things don't make perfect sense to us. That God, I know you're good, I know you're with us, I know you're for us. And I don't I don't see how the big picture's all working together right now, but I'm choosing to trust you. And yes, this is disappointing, and I just need to grieve the loss, but Ultimately, I'm just going to thank you. I'm going to thank you that you were protecting us from things that we didn't even know we needed protection from. I'm thankful that you closed the door to help redirect our path to where we need to be in a more focused way. Right. Um, I'm choosing to be thankful for all of that. And and that was, you know, it was disappointing. It still kind of stings thinking about it. But um, I'm I'm thankful. And really, I feel like I have more peace now um is little by little god kind of pries my fingers off of things 
that I want to tend to grab and control and do where he's saying, not in this season, you've got your hands are full enough already. And so some of our stress, mine especially is (laughs) self-inflicted. I tend to take on too much, too much pressure, too much stress, too many projects. And Jesus is saying, come to me all who are weary and let me give you rest. Like his invitation is come and find rest for your soul. But I sometimes treat it like Jesus is is this taskmaster saying, work harder, do more, work harder, do more. And that's not who he is. He's done all the work. And and I just need to remind myself of that sometimes. And when I do, um, I can look at even life's failures through a clearer lens. Absolutely. And I think too, you know, I know we were talking about kind of the, I can't remember the term you gave it, but, you know, maybe a situational failure, like where it's, whether it's financial or a dream or, you know, work related or something like that, or or maybe even like you just really blew it with your kids or you, you know, something like that. But I think when it comes to moral failure, it can be, um, it can be a little more complicated sure. because yeah. those things tend to stick with us a lot longer and, um, and, and they, they run pretty deep. And I was reminded of this, um, at a recent wedding or recent wedding, a recent marriage event that we were doing. And there was a couple there. And, uh, after one of our sessions, especially where we talked about the pornography, we always share our testimonies and David talked about his, his, you know, past struggles with pornography and how he came through that and just, you know, all the different p- parts of that. And this um, particular husband, he he was really teary eyed and he said, you know, that's part of my story, but then it goes deeper. And I've had so many failures. Do you remember talking to this couple? Yeah. And I remember I, I just if, if there was like it's almost like you could feel you could feel the weight that he felt like you could yeah, sense the, the shame, the shame the, and his the weight. I, and, that he just felt imprisoned, imprisoned by his own choices by, yes. and ashamed of them. Yes. And I didn't, and like his identity was wrapped up in it and it he was. could never break free from that. And, and, and that's it broke a, my heart. Yeah. It's heartbreaking because yeah, our, our moral choices can have lifelong ramifications. However, because of what Jesus did on the cross, we can be set free yes. from the, the shame and the condemnation that comes with that. And so, right. And his wife was right there yeah. and, you know, and I could tell, I mean, she's been through it and she's had every reason to be angry with him. There had been infidelity. There had been a lot of lies. Um, and, but, but she was still there and they'd been married a while, you know, they'd been together a while and been through a lot of counseling. And he, and she said, just now he's been doing individual counseling and really trying to really accept you know, the forgiveness that is right there for him through Christ, because he's had the hardest time with that. And, um, and he kept on it and because he wouldn't accept that forgiveness and see himself as a new creation, he kept on feeling like he had to go back to that old life. You know what I'm saying? But it was just really cool to meet this couple because this wife, she, she would constantly still be there reminding him. And so we ended up praying with this couple, but I remember Dave looked at them because they were like, do you have any advice for us? And Dave said, listen, you know, you, what you're doing right now shows the the strength that you're, the courage and strength that you already have. And you need to keep doing what you're doing because you are here together coming again to a marriage event, you know, and she had read all these books and he'd read these books and they're going to counseling, but it's a process, you know, it takes a lot of time and a lot more time than we ever think. And really, I, I, I feel like by the end of that encounter and by the end of the whole uh, weekend that we spent with them and the other people at the conference, I saw a little bit of weight lifted off him. And I think that we have to remember, especially when it's a a sin failure, you know, it's going to be a process, but we also, we have to be there for each other. And even if we were wronged, if we were the spouse who was wronged, 
if we want to, if we want our marriage to make it, we have to keep reminding our spouse who is trying to rebuild our trust and trying to show that they have the capacity to do right and to, to do their best to right the wrong, so to speak. We have to remind them that they are not defined by this. And yeah. that wife was doing that for him. And, and that takes a lot of strength. I mean, that's not easy because you're going to have a lot of days where you question, why am I staying with this person? I mean, they keep on messing up, they keep on failing, or can I really ever trust them again? I'm sure there's all those doubts, but I think that as long as we keep praying, we keep hoping and even seeking professional help ourselves as the person who was wronged, you know, we, we really keep that, that soft heart and also realize that we aren't perfect. You know, that, that we, not that we ever caused our spouse to sin, that's never the case, excuse me, but we, we do need to remember that none of us are beyond temptation, that none of us are beyond falling into the same sin because we're human beings and we're frail. And I think, you know, that couple reminded me of that because we need each other. We need to remember it's not his problem or her problem. It's our problem. And we got to sometimes be the strength for our spouse. Like I, I know that sounds very kind of counterintuitive, but, but we do, we have to remind each other like this, this isn't who you are. You, yes, you messed up royally. You did. Yeah, own, and you really hurt me yeah. and you really hurt us. But I believe that you can do better, you know, and I believe that God's not through with us. I mean, we have to be that specific. That is so good. And that is so true. And so guys, it, some of it comes down to just shifting your focus instead of being fixated on the failure and thinking that's who I am. I am this failure. That's all I'm ever going to be. Shift your focus instead on the victories, on what Jesus has accomplished for us, on the good that has happened, on the good that's happening right now and let that be the starting place and then apply these other principles. And I believe that God can carry you through to a place of healing. And no matter how deep that failure has been, it'll be part of your testimony that someday you'll use to inspire other people who are going through the same thing because God never wastes our pain. And I'm so thankful for that. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget that we not only put out new episodes every Monday, but every Wednesday now, Hump Day Q&A. Hump Day Q&A. So tune in every Wednesday for the Q&A, which has just always been one of the most favorite parts of this podcast. And thank you for the great questions you send us. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>